0: This is Texas Veterans Mean Business, a production of the Entrepreneur Program of Texas Veterans Commission. Welcome, everyone, to Texas Veterans Mean Business. I'm Christina Mortel, business consultant with the Veteran Entrepreneur Program of Texas Veterans Commission. Did you know that one-third of the U.S. workforce has children younger than 18 years of age at home? In a recent survey of 2,500 working parents, 13% of those parents had to quit their jobs or reduce their work hours an average of eight hours a week to take care of a family member or child. For essential workers, access to safe and available child care is the one requirement workers need for the- their own economic survival, that is staying employed. On this episode of Texas Veterans Mean Business, I visit with Chandrika Gibson, owner of Little People Village Daycare in the DFW area. An Army veteran, Shandrika started her in-home child care business in October of 2019. Her daycare business is an essential service, and in this episode, Chandrika describes how her business has been impacted by the pandemic. Hi, Chandrika, Thank you so much for joining me today. I know you've got a really interesting story. Please tell us a little bit about yourself and why you started Little People Village. Thank you for
1: having me. I am an Army vet. I was served in the Army for four years. I had to get out because I injured myself in the warehouse. So once I left the military, I started school, got my social work degree. And after that, I started working for the Department of Veteran Affairs. I was processing school enrollment. After my contract was up, so I started working at AC, Department of Defense, And then I started working with Texas Health and Human Services and also Children's Place. And for some reason, I kept switching jobs because it didn't fit me. I could not stay still. I could not sit down. And one day, I told myself I wanted to open up a business, but I didn't know what type of business to open. So it just came to me in a dream to open up a daycare. Even though the process was very long, it was rewarding at the same time. I opened the daycare October 1st, 2019, and that's when I received my first child. And he was the only child all the way up to November. And then I received my second child. And from there, it's just been two kids for the rest of the year and part of
0: this year. In the October, November, how did clients find you? Did you do any advertising? How did they find you and know that you were open for business?
1: Well, first, I had my logo created. I had business cards created, posters, flyers. And then I also opened up an ad on Facebook Marketplace. And then I also posted the daycare on my personal Facebook page. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people started contacting me on Facebook. And also, I have an account with care.com. That's how a lot of people can find me as well. And also when I go to different types of events in Dallas or Fort Worth or even Arlington, I would take my business cards with me and I just pass them out. And so that's how a lot of people have been finding me, mostly on Facebook.
0: How many children are you allowed to have in the home daycare situation?
1: Since I am a registered home daycare, I can only have up to 10 kids, but there is a certain ratio that the Texas minimum centers allow. Say, for instance, if I decide to have two infants, I can only have two toddlers and four school-age kids. Or if I okay. decide to have four infants, then it's two toddlers and two school-age. So they have a certain ratio, especially since it's only me running the daycare. Now, if I was a licensed home, I can have up to 13 kids. And then if I want any more kids after 13, up on the application, it's a dollar per kid that I have after the number 13.
0: It sounds like early last year, you kicked off the business, you launched it, you got some children right away. Now that was before COVID. So prior yeah. to March of this year, would you say it was easy to find clients and There was no special rules or anything that you had to put in place?
1: I can honestly say before COVID, it was very slow because I still had the same two kids from October all the way up to March. When COVID happened, the two parents I started with, they were both essential workers. And so one parent was a security guard at GM, and they cut her hours short to the point that her child was only coming twice a week instead of five days a week. And then the other parent, she is a nurse at a clinic. Her supervisor laid out four people and one of them were her. So the infant wasn't coming until she got her job back three weeks after
0: that. So since COVID started in March, are parents still leery or what's happening now?
1: Since COVID happened, I've been receiving a whole bunch of emails about childcare. So that actually increased the number of children I have starting
0: tomorrow. Instead of having two children, it'll be six. Which is interesting because that's exactly the issue that so many parents are having that when COVID first started, they had to pull their children out of childcare and take care of them at home. And essential workers are still needed to go back to work. I'm glad that you're open to care for those children because it's really you're performing an essential service. And I was yeah. just reading an article yesterday that said that the impact of the lack of childcare on the economy is really significant. I'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of the interview. But I really want to make note, Shandrika, that you're doing a really important service, number one. And let's talk a little bit about having the six children in your home. Now that even Texas is going back to everyone wearing masks and social distancing, etc., what are the challenges that you experience hosting the childcare in your home? And how do you keep the areas disinfected and cleaned? I mean, I'm sure those are real issues for you.
1: Even before COVID, before I opened up the daycare, I was always the type to have unlimited supply of disinfectant spray, cleaning supplies, bleach, mask, gloves. So when COVID happened, before the parents come in, I check the parents' and the child's temperatures to make sure they are good to come inside. But every night when the daycare closes, I sanitize my TV stand, I spray Lysol on my couch because, you know, little kids love to try to climb up on couches. So I spray the couch. I spray all the toys and the play mats with bleach water and I wipe it down with a Clorox wipe. And then I use microband on my counters, my light fixtures, my doorknobs, inside and out. And then once I'm done sanitizing the tables and chairs where the kids sit at, Once everything is clean, I spray Lysol or disinfectant spray all in the air. I love cleaning. I love sanitizing Mm -hmm. everything. COVID really didn't affect the cleaning because that's what I always do. That's an everyday thing for me. Especially the floors, the infants are crawling, so I make sure I mop my floor every night with bleach water. And then I also teach the kids, go wash your hands, even if they're not doing anything, go wash your hands. Do the little ones have to wear masks? No. Once I check their temperatures and I know that they are good to go, then they are not required to wear a mask in here. The infants and the toddlers, they really do not like anything on their faces. (laughs) They would (laughs) literally try to take it off.
0: Shandrika, for COVID, have you had to extend your daycare hours to uh, help accommodate parents? Yes,
1: after receiving a memo from the governor, I have extended my hours, but I only extend the hours to essential workers. I have some parents that come, some aren't essential workers, but the ones that like do security or police officers, then I extend the hours. Because I have a toddler that started last week, and her mom is a police officer, and her schedule is from 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. And so I would extend my hours only for essential workers, but regular parents have to choose between 6 a.m. and 7 p.m. Full time is 10 hours a day, so they have to choose between those hours that the daycare is open.
0: Do you ever have to work weekends with the children in support of essential workers?
1: I had to do that one time for one of the infants, but some of the parents that I have, they do work on the weekend, but their significant other is off on the weekend. So the children, they'll be at home with the other parents.
0: From your COVID experience, what do you think has been the most important lesson you've learned from a business perspective? Did you have to do anything differently to kind of meet these challenges?
1: Yes, I would honestly say as a social worker and a primary caregiver, I would say the most important thing to me is time. Even though I'm open from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m., if all of the children come around the same time, like if they come from 8 to 5 or 9 to 6, they'll automatically be leaving around the same time, which would give me enough time to clean up and relax because I learned one thing, never to burn myself out. So as a business owner, it's always important to set your goals and only do what you can. And whatever you can do, you have to make sure it works.
0: Yes. And I wanted to ask you, do you think that you might have to bring on part-time help? Is that something that you might look to if you get maybe up to 10 children?
1: Yes, I was actually thinking about putting an application on Indeed for a, a PRN. Like you say, for instance, if I have to go to the doctor or run to the grocery store, then I need someone
0: here. What's a PRN? A PRN is someone that you call only if you need them. Chantrica, based on what you've been doing right now, so you've been in business now, well, coming up on a year, what goals do you have in light of the fact that COVID is going to be with us for a while? Has that impacted any of your growth plans or do you have any goals that you can share with us in the child care industry? Because it's obviously an essential service. My
1: future goals right now, because I already know COVID is going to be around for a long time, despite the economy being suffering, it actually helped my business. One of my goals is to get up to 10 kids, and the ones that go back to school in August then find other kids to take that spot because it's always going to be spots available. I go up on the ad that I have on Facebook or on care.com and update my availability on spots.
0: And so, Shandrika, can you also then offer after-school care once school starts? Yes. What I put on my
1: website of, um, Someone want after school, then I need a week in advance notice so we can get the schedule together because children get out of school around 3.30. So I could offer after school from 3.30 to 7
0: p.m. Obviously, that's another thing that's going to be happening. And I think that lots yes. of the school districts are still trying to figure out what this new school year is going to look like. And also, Sandrica, in what area of Dallas-Fort Worth do you operate? In Grand Prairie. Shandrika, I appreciate your time today, and I'd love to learn more and see how you're doing and check back with you in a couple months.
1: Okay, thank you so much. I really enjoyed the podcast. It was nice talking about the business. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Shandrika, for sharing your story. We wish you the very best. If you're interested in learning more, you can contact Shandrika at littlepeoplevillage.com. I'm Christina Mortel, business consultant with the Veteran Entrepreneur Program of Texas Veterans Commission.